is episode 45, Copywriting for Course Creators, How to Write Copy That Sells with Ray Edwards. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. I truly have a real passion when it comes to copywriting because I believe that it weaves a thread through everything that we do as online course creators. And today it is my special privilege to be able to interview Ray Edwards, who is one of my mentors. I enrolled in his Copywriting Academy late last year, and I've read a number of his books as well. And he has definitely had an influence not only in my personal development as a marketer and copywriter, but also in my brick and mortar business, because now through studying the art of copywriting and persuasive print, I'm now communicating very differently to my clients and my brick and mortar business is doing so much better. Now, a lot of people think that copywriting and marketing only becomes an issue once your course or product is created and it's ready to be marketed. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And during this interview, Ray talks about a number of reasons why copywriting is so important and how we can use copywriting as online course creators to create even better courses for our students. So there is a lot of information in this interview, and I would say that if you are listening to this as you're driving, going for a walk, going to the gym, going for a ride, by all means, enjoy. But do take the time when you've got a quiet moment to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and listen to this again and take notes because this is such important information. This can really take your online course creation and your sales to the next level. Now, at the time this interview was recorded, Ray was in the middle of launching his new book, How to Write Copy That Sells. And if you would like to get your hands on a free copy of this book, all you need to do is cover the $7 postage and handling. You can go to ecoursedomination.com forward slash copy that sells. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash copy that sells. And you can claim your free copy of Ray's book. And I would urge you to do so. I was fortunate enough to get a PDF release of the book. Before the interview, I read it from cover to cover, and it is full of so much useful information that will really, really help you in your copywriting. Okay, before we cross the interview, I just want to remind you that I do want to be covering the information that you are interested in. So if you've got any questions, any topics you want covered, please email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com, and we'll get that question answered. Also, if there's somebody you'd like me to interview for the show, or if you believe you've got something to share, please, once again, email me at asktim at and we'll do our best to get that organized. As always, the show notes for this show will be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 45. That's the numbers four and five. And once again, there'll be a summary of the interview plus 
links to the resources and also to the opt-in page to claim your free copy of Ray's book. But without any further ado, I think it's about time we just cross over and get stuck into that interview. Today's guest is a communication strategist, copywriter, author, speaker, and host of one of the top iTunes business podcasts. He has worked with Fortune 500 companies and with some of the most powerful voices in leadership and business. He is a course creator, and he is also one of my mentors. With that being said, I'd like to welcome Ray to the show. Welcome, Ray Edwards. Oh, thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it. It's my privilege and honor to be here. That's awesome. And so I have been a student of yours for quite some time, so it's going to be great talking to you. And you are probably one of the, uh, many say, the best copywriter alive at the moment. Isn't it a compliment, hey? It is uh, quite a compliment, yes. <laughs> okay. And, of course, you've just released a, a new book, and we'll talk about that a little bit further. But can you just sort of start off with just sharing a little bit about your history and a, bit, a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, I was in the radio broadcasting business from the time I was 14 years old. I started out as a DJ and I became a station manager and then a vice president of a big radio company. And I did that for a little over 30 years. And uh, one of the things I learned in that business was about copywriting and uh, marketing campaigns. And I used the skills of direct marketing and direct response copywriting to help our radio station's clients build their business to get their cash registers to ring. And then in the early 2000s, I noticed this thing called the internet coming along that was going to be a problem for radio because suddenly people could have a radio station in their pocket with only the music they wanted to hear and no commercials and no DJs. And I knew this was a problem for radio. So I quickly constructed a plan to transfer the skills that I had accumulated in radio to this new medium, the internet. And that's when I hung out my shingles as a copywriter and a, a consultant and started working with pieces. And um, I've had the privilege to write for a lot of really successful people and learn from them and be part of their success. And uh, so to date, we have sold uh, an estimated $200 million worth of products and services. I know my bio says $100 million, but we haven't updated it in a long time. So the 200 number is probably closer to accurate. And uh, the before anybody asks this question, I'll go ahead and answer it. No, I did not get to keep all that money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I said, you, it is a real skill to be a wordsmith and, and to be able to, to be able to sell just with words. And this is something that you know, if we're going to succeed in, in business to get people just to click our link, whether that be on a Facebook ad or to buy our product, all we've got is our words. We can't actually answer questions and, and, and uh, they address their objections in live time. But what is copywriting? Because you know, people often think that copywriting has something to do with something legal. So what is copywriting and why is it so important for entrepreneurs and small business owners? Well, copywriting is what we're talking about is not the protection of your intellectual property. That's what a lot of people often think when they hear the words copywriting. We're talking about writing the words that persuade people to buy your products or services. We're talking about writing ads, writing sales copy. And in a larger perspective, we're talking about writing any copy that is meant to persuade, which I think is just about anything you write. Uh, today, the sales process starts long before people get to your checkout page or your sales page. It starts when they read your emails, when they uh, join your blab, when they follow you on social media, when they read your blog. 
That is all copy. And so um, I think we need to be intentional and conscious about what we're communicating, how we're communicating it, and realize that we all operate copy-centric business because you're writing and communicating in copy already. The question is, are you doing it consciously and doing it well, or are you doing it unconsciously and not doing it very well? Mm, That's the absolutely. Real and I must, must admit, after following your teachings and everything else, I find a lot of clarity and confidence in all areas of my communication, both written and spoken. And it's really done big business. Uh, it's improved my business, not on the internet, but also in my brick and mortar business as well, in my verbal communication with, with my clients. So being a course creator yourself, what part did your copywriting skills play in the design and development of your courses? Well, it plays an enormous part. And I often tell people, if you haven't created a course yet, you should write your sales copy first. Because um, if you're doing it correctly, you're putting yourself in the life, in the mind, in the heart of the person that you're going to be selling your course to. And if you can write copy freely, as if you had the power to create any product you wanted to create or any more to the point, any product they wanted you to create, you would come up with the perfect product for your customers. And so I recommend if you haven't created the course yet, write the copy first and then create the course that matches the copy. And you'll have a lot more success if you know mm, your customers. Absolutely. And that's all goes into your, your product research and, and everything else. Now, you mentioned in the introduction of your new book that copywriting is the single most important skill that any business should have. And I said, I can't agree more with that with that statement. But is it something that anybody can learn? Yes. Um, it's You know, it's like asking, uh, can anybody be a writer? And the fact is, if you've been through the uh, school process and you've learned how to write and type and you can write an email or a Facebook post, you are a writer. You're writing things every day. Uh, but most people have a mystique about the term writer. And they think, well, I'm not a writer. Well, yes, you are. And so to be a copywriter just means you learn a very specific set of skills and patterns and formulae that allow you to write in such a way as to persuade. So anybody can learn to do that. Now, can anybody become a master? Uh, I don't think so. I think we, you know, there's there are three things that play into the development of any skill. One is nature. That's what have you been given as a gift by God? Just what you, what were you born with? What's in your DNA? Number two is nurture. What have you been taught along the way? What have you absorbed already in your life? And then the third is your conscious decision to change or learn or grow. And so we can't do anything about nature. We have what we've been given. We can't do anything about nurture so far because we've received what we've received. But what we can do is change the conscious decision to learn something new. And so from that standpoint, anybody can definitely become, I believe, competent and even really good at copywriting. And a few people are already naturally gifted, and so they will be the prodigies. But the, the best news of all is, Tim, you don't have to be a prodigy to be successful in business. You just have to be competent. Mm. Fantastic stuff. At this point, too, I'd like to welcome all our live viewers and encourage you that if you do have a question for Ray during this interview stage, please put your slash Q followed by your question. And if it's on topic, Ray will handle that question. And then at the end of the, the formal interviews, we'll open up that seat and you can actually ask your questions and chat live.
Okay, right. Coming back to uh, all this, what is the biggest mistake that most people make when they're writing their copy? Well, that's a pretty easy question to answer. The biggest mistake most people make when they're writing their copy is they write the copy from their viewpoint instead of from the viewpoint of the customer. And, you know, it's funny. Everybody that I talk to about their business practically without fail says, I ask them, how do you know your customer? Do you know your market? And the answer almost always is, oh, I know my market. I am my market. And I, I had that moment, that opportunity of gentle mentoring when I can say, no, that's a baloney. You do not, you are not your market. You, by the very virtue of the fact that you are selling something as an entrepreneur to your market, you are weird. You're a strange creature to them. And so you're removed from their reality. So it's really important that we get inside the minds of our customers and we write from their viewpoint about their pains, their uh, anxieties, their frustrations, their problems in such a way that they feel understood, which is one of the most essential human drives, is the drive to be hurt, to be understood. And uh, it's been observed by others that if you can merely describe the other person's problem in great enough detail, they will automatically assume that you have the answer because you understand the problem so well. So most people mess this up and they write from their viewpoint. They say things like, we've been in business for 20 years and we've served this community with integrity and we are dedicated to excellence and blah, 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 blah. And that's what we hear. We hear blah, 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 blah. We change the channel or click the button or look at a different page because they're just talking all about them. And mm. we all, as my friend Michael Hyatt says, we all listen to the same radio station. It's called WIIFM. What's in it for me? That's everybody's favorite channel. And you need to write from that perspective. What's in it for them? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm saying that would be the number one sort of turning point in my business, both said on the internet and also in my brick and mortar was coming from that viewpoint, from getting into their perspective and addressing their pain, talking in their language. And as you're saying, describing their problem sometimes better than they could describe it themselves and going, oh my goodness, this person actually understands me. No, and, and if you get that, that connection, then they say, well, I could probably learn something from this person because this person is understanding what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to get, we're going to definitely ask about email because email is an important part. We're getting down the, uh, down the list here. Um, another, another issue that a lot of people have, and this is something that I had, earlier on, and I think it was probably one of my best things that was holding me back before I also learned this communication skill was the fear of being salesy. And, and that puts a lot of people off this whole marketing and copywriting, you know, hypey type of gear. So is it possible to sell without being salesy? Well, yes, absolutely. And I, I think this comes from really the uh, attitude that you have toward the people you're writing to and what you're internal intention is. And um, I have a, um, an acronym that I use to describe the basic big superstructure or outline or framework of writing a good persuasive piece of copy. And the acronym, the word is pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R. And most people think, well, you're talking about a preacher or a priest or a vicar. No, I'm not actually. I'm talking about the original meaning of the word pastor, which was to shepherd. And Think about what a shepherd does, Tim. A shepherd 
protects the flock. He makes sure that the flock is is fed and watered and that predators can't have access to the flock to harm them. And, you know, in the stories that we know from our youth, we, we heard that the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. And so if you take that attitude toward your customers, that you are shepherding them to a good decision for them, whether the decision is, yes, I'm going to buy Tim's products or no, I'm not going to buy Tim's products. Either way, you just want them to make the best decision because you're their shepherd. If you take that attitude, it takes all of the the weird salesy pushiness out of it. And it makes it more of a collaborative, caring, shepherding process that people feel very comfortable with because they know you have their best interest at heart. Mm, absolutely. And as you're saying, this is persuasion. It's not manipulation. So you can use these skills for evil as well because words are very powerful, aren't they? So it's all about your intent. Yes, that's absolutely correct. I mean, words have shaped the course of history. And we all know that we can, we can name the examples of the words that have shaped the course of history. We think of the scriptures. We think of um, the, uh, the works of Shakespeare. We think of the Magna Carta and uh, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech and John F. Kennedy's speech where he said, we will go to the moon. I mean, think about when, when he made that speech, when Kennedy made that speech, he said, we will go to the moon and we choose to do this, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. When he, when he made that proposal, that was impossible. We did not have the technology. In fact, many people in the science community said it just can't happen. People will burn up from radiation. They won't be able to withstand the gravitational forces. They'll just die. We can't do this. And Kennedy said, yes, we can. And he said it so powerfully that within a few years, men were standing on the surface of the moon. And so that's the power that words have to change people's behavior and actually shape their destiny. And that's what copywriting is. It may sound grandiose, but I believe whenever we communicate with anybody about anything, we're actually persuading them. We're either persuading them that we're interesting, that we're fun, that they want to be friends with us, or we're persuading them to eat lunch where we want to eat, or to marry us, or go on a date with us, or to buy our product or service, or we're persuading them to believe a certain set of things that we want them to agree, agree with us on. We want them to share our beliefs, change their belief system, change their behavior. So we're always seeking to persuade. And so mm -hmm. when we keep that in mind, it makes our communications um, much different. We think about them much differently. And I think it's important to have in mind the one outcome you want from your communication. If you don't know that, you'll just meander all over the place and you'll, you'll have a very disjointed communication and it will be very ineffective. And you'll wonder, why doesn't anybody ever do what I want them to do? Well, it's because you're not telling them clearly. Mm. Mm. So this, this comes sort of leads in very nicely to my next question because we talk about because most of my audience are course creators and creative people sort of up in their conceptual brain a lot and they communicate in very abstract and concept and conceptual terms and they don't really when they're talking probably come down to the really nitty gritty benefits and to connect with what the what the student wants or what the prospect wants so. Do you have any sort of tips on how to sort of come out of that really sort of fuzzy, conceptual, abstract mind? Like talk, because some people just talk in words that have so many meanings. Like just say, for example, the word massage. Like when when I say the word massage, everybody on this this call will think of something completely different. And as 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 communicators, as you're saying, we've got to communicate very very clearly. And I think that's somewhere sometimes the way that we have that disconnect as well. 
Yeah, I think it's important to describe with great specifics what you're writing about. And um, a friend of mine describes this as uh, when you're in that conceptual space, uh, he refers to that as being at 30,000 feet. And when you are speaking in words that people can understand exactly what you mean, you're on the runway. And so we need to be down at runway level. We haven't taken off yet. We're still on the ground. And another way to think about it is if um, if you were writing sales copy that was to, intended to communicate to people, come into my massage clinic and receive massage therapy, then instead of just saying those words, you'd need to describe for them what would they see if somebody was following you into your massage uh, clinic with a video camera. So you, you give them that vivid a picture. As you walk in the doors, you will find that it is a tastefully appointed very calm and soothing environment. There's a waterfall in the corner. The music is playing softly in the background. We have the utmost standards of a good behavior. We have the utmost standards of cleanliness and hygiene. We are medically trained massage therapists, and we will work with you to help release the tension and the pain in your body. And as you find your back muscles loosening up and your joints becoming more flexible and you get more fluidity back in your body, it'll feel as though you've rolled back the clock and you're five years younger than you used to be. You'll walk out with a smile on your face and a spring in your step. Now that is runway language. That is, if somebody followed you in with a video camera, that's what they would see. And I realize that talking about video cameras in a massage therapy clinic is probably not the greatest example, but that's what, that's what we had to work with. Absolutely. No, that, that is absolutely perfect. And once again, welcome everybody in the live chat. It's great to have you along. We are going to be opening up uh, that seat very, very shortly. But as you're saying, Ray, you're in the middle of a, of a launch of a fantastic new book. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get a PDF copy of that. And I have read it from cover to cover. Over last, and you never cease to amaze me because I said, I have, I'm a student of your academy. I've read uh, a, a couple of other books of yours. I've read... Um, uh, money words and writing riches, and and I thought that I I knew you, your material. And this book, once again, you've just brought so much more to the table, and it's fantastic. And I'm going to put a put a link in there for people who want to jump across. It's a fantastic book. Now Ray is offering for the people in uh, the US and this Canada, is it? They can um, for just for just seven dollars, Ray's going to ship you a physical copy of this book. And man, it's uh, it's amazing. There it is. There. So there's that link. Now, in that book, you refer to the magic building blocks of sales copy. So, just what are those blocks, and and how can well, we use? Well, um, so when you put together sales copy, there are certain elements that need to be a part of every piece of sales copy that you write. So it's just like if you write a, a, a symphony. There's actually a formula. There are expected sections of the symphony that need to be included, and uh, writing sales copy is no different. So uh, the the building blocks are uh, something that live underneath the framework that I was talking about earlier, the pastor framework. So I'll go through both of these really quickly just to give you an idea of how uh, runway level this book is. This book is not conceptual. It is not a bunch of theory. It is a handbook that you can use to start writing copy today to sell your products or services. So the pastor uh, acronym stands for the, the sections, the, the big blocks of your copy that you need to make sure are present as you write it. P stands for person, problem, and pain. That means you need to know the person you're writing to, what their problem is, and what pain are they feeling because of that problem. 
The A stands for amplify and aspiration. So you amplify the cost of not solving the problem, the consequences of doing nothing, and then you talk to their aspirations. What do they really want as opposed to what they don't want? Then there's the struggle, the story, and the solution that you've arrived at for them, especially for course builders. This makes total sense. I mean, I know you understand this completely. Then you have the T, which stands for testimony, which is other people saying, hey, Tim, I've been through your course. It was fantastic. It really helped me. I was able to get the outcomes that I wanted really quickly. It was easy to understand. It was well laid out. They talk about all the benefits they got from being in your course. They give testimony or proof. Then the O stands for offer, and that's merely what you have to sell. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment because it's really important that you get the offer right. And then the R finally stands for request a response, ask people to buy. So that's the big superstructure of how you lay out copy. The building blocks, and I don't have time to go through all of them, but I'll just lay them out for you. And I'll show you that um, in the book, this is something that we do with every chapter. You can see we have a checklist at the end of the chapter. So some people are telling me that they actually um, haven't read the chapter. They just use the checklist. Now, I I did take the trouble to write the chapter. So if you would would read it, I would appreciate it. But if you don't have time and you just need to use the checklist, I understand. So the the building blocks are, there are 15 of them, and they are as follows. The pre-head, that's the the copy that comes right before the big headline. Uh, That helps identify who the sales letter or sales copy is for. The headline, its job is to get people to read the rest of the copy. It's the ad for the ad. And if they don't read, if they don't, if they're not captured by the headline and they don't read the rest of your copy, then you're not going to get anywhere with them. Then there's the deck. That's D-E-C-K. It's like the, the porch on the back of your house or the balcony. It's, uh, it's where you are able to reinforce the main idea of the copy, the main benefits. There's the lead, which is the opening section where you begin telling the story that draws them in. The body of the copy, which is all the rest of the copy. And then everything else that I'm going to name here fits into the body section of the copy. There are the subheads. These are little titles that make the copy flow better. They break it up. They make it more interesting. Um, There's the rapport section where you build a bond between you and your reader. The bullet points, which are brief statements that arouse curiosity about the benefits of your product. The credibility section where this just answers the question, why should I listen to Tim? What does he know about this topic of building courses? There are testimonials. We've already talked about those. Value justification. This is where you want to highlight the value of your product or service. And ideally, I teach that you should try to convey that the value of your product or service or course is at least 10 times more than the money they're investing in it. And if that's not true yet, then you need to figure out how to make it happen. Because you can, I promise you. There's the risk reversal section, which is number 12. This is where we take the fear that everybody has about buying something away. We, we let them know we're taking the risk. They're not taking the risk. There are bonuses, which are unexpected gifts that we give that are related to the main offer, and they also enhance that offer in some way. Often, if you do this right, people will buy for the bonuses because they'll be mildly interested in the product, but when they see the bonuses, they will think, oh, I have to have that, so I just buy the whole thing. Then there's the explicit offer, and this is the call to action. This is where you ask them to buy. You tell them exactly what they're getting. And this is where I want to talk a little bit more about the offer just to let you know that what you're offering is not really the stuff. Like if you have a course that you're selling people, the stuff is the modules, the worksheets, the videos. That's the vehicle that delivers the actual transformation. The transformation is what you're really selling. Nobody wants the stuff. 
Nobody woke up this morning and said, man, I hope that Tim will send me an email today and sell me a course because I would like another course. What they are hoping is that somebody will help them solve the, the problem that they have of not having enough income, not being independent from their job, not being free to work when they want to from where they want to work. That's the transformation and that's the offer that you're really selling. So you want to make sure when you're talking about your offer that you're spending 80% of the section about the offer talking about the transformation, only 20% or so talking about the vehicles. You do have to talk about the deliverables, but don't get the vehicle confused with the destination. And then finally, the 15th block is the PS. And, um, you know, sales copy originated back in the uh, last century and it was originally written in the form of postal mail. So, so we actually sent you a letter in the mail that tried to sell you something. That's why we call these pages sales letters. It's a holdover from the old days. And in when you write a, a, a letter in the postal mail, you have often you have a PS, a postscript. And back in the days when we wrote letters by hand with ink, you got to the end of the letter and you realized, oh, I meant to tell them about this other thing. And now I've written the whole letter. So instead of rewriting the entire letter, you just put PS, postscript. By the way, I wanted to remind you about this or that. And so that is held over into the world of online sales copy. And as corny as it sounds, it still is very effective because here's what usually happens when people come to your sales page. They come to the page, they look at the headline, they're interested, they kind of scroll down a little bit. People, this is what they do at first. They skim, they scan, they scroll. They scroll down through the whole letter and what are they looking for? Tim, you know this. What are they looking for? Uh, I'm, well, I'm exactly. The they price. want to know how much is this? <laughs> what does it cost? So if they go all the way to the bottom, usually you have the opportunity of in the PS spelling out the main benefit that your product offers. And you put a link in there that takes them right back to the offer section. So that if they click on that link, they go right to the offer section where you've summarized what you're offering and you've summarized the benefits it brings and the transformation. And then if you've done your job well, they will scroll back to the top and begin reading your copy to see, well, is this really what it promises to be? Because here's the big secret that hardly anybody realizes about copy. Everybody who comes to your sales copy secretly wants you to have the answer. They're on your side. It's up to you to lose them. They really want you to be right. They want you to have the answer to their problem. And all you've got to do is communicate to them that you do have the answer, that you do know them, you do know their problem, you know what they need, and you have put it together and you're delivering it to them. And they say yes, and they will buy. Mm -hmm. Fantastic stuff. Now, we do have a question here from, from Daniel. And this is a good one too. Like when, you know, when you're first starting out, and we've got to come to that preponderous of proof Right. What happens if you don't have any testimonials yet? What do you suggest? That, well, Daniel, that Daniel um, this is going to sound a little cheeky, but um, you need to get some. You need to get some testimonials. And how do you do that? Well, you go find. First, I would I would ask you this question if we were just chatting face to face. I would say, well, Daniel, is there anybody that you've helped with this problem that you're helping solve with your product? Have you helped anybody in your personal life? Have you helped anybody not as a, a sales transaction, but you just gave them some advice or you help them with a project or whatever, and they benefited from it. And the answer probably will be yes. And I would suggest go to those people and ask them to write out or let you record them talking about what they got from that experience. And those can be testimonials. You don't have to say, well, these people bought my product and they got these benefits. You can say, here are people that I've helped with this same problem. And this is what they had to say. 
And then the second level of getting testimonials is you could find people that you could say to them, I have this product or this service. I'd like to give it to you. And in return for my giving it to you at no cost, I would like you to give me honest feedback about your experience with it, good or bad or indifferent. Just give me honest feedback. And if you get lots of bad feedback, then you need to fix your product or your service. But chances are for most people on this call, especially if you're a follower of Tim and you do the things that he recommends, then you're probably going to get good feedback. And then you simply ask their permission. May I use this to let other people know what you thought of the product? And most people will say yes. And so you can come out of the gate with testimonials, even if you've not made a single sale yet. Mm, fantastic. Good stuff. And we had a, a, a question earlier and, uh, and I said, this was on my question list. So we're going to come to, because this is another big and important topic and it's covered in your book as well. And that's email. And, a lot of people think that maybe the old email is is is, is done and dusted. What? No, what are um, your first of all, I that? love the phrase "done and dusted," and, uh, and so I'm <laughs> going to write that down, put it in a little pile of great phrases to you. Um, and then, actually, just real quick, I want to say I didn't realize Daniel is actually a friend of mine, Daniel J. Lewis. Hello, Daniel. Uh, you're my friend. Uh, cool. Uh, that's cool. Um, so um, email, done and dusted. No, 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 no. Because most of the things that are sold online are sold via email. I mean, I make most of my sales through email, as do almost every one of the online entrepreneurs that I'm familiar with, as do most of the big retailers. Uh, Amazon, you think that people just come to Amazon and search, and they do. But if you buy one thing from Amazon, I promise you, you will get emails about other things and that will lead you to, you to you buying. So email is not dead. The challenge that we have is we need to try to make our emails read like emails from a human being instead of emails that are ads in a magazine. People get obsessed with, I want my email to look really good. So they make it, they get a higher graphic artist and it, it looks like an ad. It And that looks to me like, as a, as a general user, it looks to me like spam. So I just delete it or skip over it. But the emails I don't skip over are the ones that look like the emails I get from friends. And that usually means there's no logo, there's no header, there's no starburst that says 25% off. And none of those triggers that say to us, this is advertising, I don't want to read it. It feels and looks more like a personal email from a friend to a friend. That's what you want to accomplish with your email marketing. And if you'll do that and you do it well, and I have a whole chapter in the book where I spell out how to do this and the kinds of email sequences that you want uh, to use that you need to use. If you do it well, you will make a lot more sales more easily and people will not feel that you've been salesy. I, I actually recently did a promotion where I sent a lot of emails to my list about the promotion. And I, I almost felt like I sent too many. Uh, as I pushed the button on the last few emails, I thought, uh, I don't think people are going to like this. And I, Tim, I honestly got emails back from people saying, I have so enjoyed you emailing so much lately. Please keep that up. That's really wonderful. And so um, if you're writing good, entertaining copy, people love to hear from you. That's the bottom line. And they'll buy from you as a result. Absolutely. And I always talk about delivering value, you know, so, so that if, if you deliver value and then people see your email drop into their inbox and think, well, every time I, I open up Ray's email, I actually get another gem, oh, no, I learned something new, then they're going to be more than likely to open up. And then, of course, it comes back to that copywriting skill of a headline, which then you would put into your subject line to encourage people to open up and, and not just to skip over 
to arouse that curiosity, yes, so to speak. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. And what we're going to do, um, um, the other thing as far as contacting, I have created a little PDF with a whole heap of contact information and information about how to get the book and, and your bio and everything else. So I thought that would be the easiest way to uh, to get people into contact with you. So we we'll just put that link in there. What I'm going to do, <laughs> see a bit of, bit of uh, organisation. Okay, so I've just unlocked that seat. So I welcome anybody to who, who actually wants to jump in and ask questions of, of Ray live. Here is a, an amazing opportunity. Ray is a very busy man. I said he's in the, in the middle of the loop in the middle of a launch. And uh, the other thing is he's, he's always travelling all over the show. So to actually get Ray tied down to a spot to uh, to answer your questions live is, uh, is a real treat. So I do encourage anybody who wants to jump into that seat, don't be shy. I'm all by it, I promise. I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been following... Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been following... So I've been following Ray for, for a long time and I'm saying that... You talk about the transformational stage. I'll, I'll tell a little story while the um, while we're waiting for somebody to to call in. But about twelve months ago, I was actually looking at walking away from my brick and mortar business. I'd, I'd worked in elite sport for for ten years, so trying to find clients wasn't a problem for me. But when I left elite sport, finding clients became a problem for me, and I found it very difficult. So I thought I've had a lot of experience. I'm going to start writing books and I'm going to start writing courses, but then I'm going to have to learn how to sell them because there's no use designing and developing all this stuff if nobody knows where to find it. So I started to learn marketing and, and copywriting. Well, what happened is I is I this this mindset shift came in, this transformation of Tim happened. And now I've become so busy in my brick and mortar business is actually affecting my my internet business. I'm not I'm not, not getting the time to do what I want on the internet side because I said it is learning copywriting has changed my perspective, changed my mindset, and it's given me clarity, confidence, and you know, and the power of persuasion, good persuasion, like helping people get what they need in all areas of my communication, not just written but also verbal. So this is a this is a massive skill to have, and once you get into that mindset, you you, you look at the world in a whole new way and you start to communicate in a whole new way so anybody want to jump on and say hello to to ray is there anything that i've i've missed in this interview ray any any points that that you feel are, are of great importance no i think you've done a, a really thorough job of answering a lot of questions i think we've covered a lot of good ground and um, I, I, you know, I, I hope that uh, folks will take advantage of getting a copy of the book because we're only doing this for a limited time where you get the copy of the book for free. And uh, I think all that information is in the PDF that you're offering, Tim. So that's the right way to get hold mm. of that. And uh, I just want to encourage you if, you, if you haven't ever gotten into copywriting because you felt like it was an arcane kind of skill set that you could not master, that is not true. You can and you should. Uh, even if you plan to hire copywriters in the future, um, I believe you should learn how to do it so that you know whether you're getting good copywriting or not. So I highly recommend that you learn how to do it for yourself before you farm it out to others. Fantastic stuff. We've just got Teresa 
calling in, hopefully. And we've also got Cola, who's uh, been a big supporter of mine along the way. He's also in queue. So we'll give Teresa a little bit of time. Maybe. Yes. Hello. Here we go. <laughs> wow. Glitch free. It is not. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for the, the, um, the podcast. No, the blabcast. The blabbing. The blabcast. The blabbery. <laughs> the, blabbery. Uh, the blabbery. I have a, a unique question. Well, to me, it's unique, right? It's my thing. Um, I own a brick and mortar uh, martial arts and fitness studio and have recently, um, Tim's nodding. You, you get the uh, brick and mortar <laughs> thing. But uh, I'm transitioning over to online. And how do you position something when people don't know they need it or believe they need it? Self-defense. Um, I teach a boundaries class online. It's something to me that's very important. Um, Self-defense, again, very important. Uh, how would you suggest copywriting? Thank you. I would, uh, I would challenge, thank you. For, it's a great question. I would challenge the idea that people don't know that they need that or that they don't, that they don't want it. I, I challenge that idea because I believe people do uh, know that they need that skill. And they, they also want the ability to defend themselves. I think the challenges for writing self-defense copy are writing copy that make people who don't think of themselves as martial artists believe that they could learn online how to defend themselves. And I think that's the biggest hurdle of skepticism you have to overcome in writing copy for online products in this area. And I, the way I would do it is I would think about, well, what are two or three techniques that I could teach somebody online in video or whatever form you're teaching it video is probably best mm -hmm. uh, that they could, they could actually use like they could go, you know, go to their, uh, their brother or their best friend or their significant other and say, um, here, I want to try something. Uh, try grabbing my wrist. Uh, did you want to try this out? And you know, bam, the other person's on the floor. Hopefully that don't hurt them uh, or something like that. Or how to, you know, how to break out of a hold or um, just something that they could either, they could either do and see the, result or that is so self-evident that once you taught it in the video, they would instantly believe, oh, I could do that. And that means that Teresa probably has other things that she could teach me that I could actually do. And I think that is the way that you draw people in because the, the barrier to entry is not, I don't need to know how to defend myself because we're, we're a world of people who are afraid. So I think that's a given. Um, the barrier is I don't believe you can teach me how to do that on the internet. That's what you got to overcome. So I'm so not I'm not teaching a physical teaching a physical. I'm listening to myself. I'm not teaching a physical move. I'm teaching boundaries, which actually stops fifty percent of the time. You can stop someone with a boundary. I'm all for, uh, I'm all playing at those odds, and eighty six percent of the time. Um, so give me an example of how that works. So if someone were to approach you in a parking lot, you have a radius around you of about two feet or two arms distance, two arms length, and someone comes up to you on a parking lot, you're uncomfortable. Most of the time, women or even nice guys won't say anything. They, they'll feel badly. A bum is going to ask me for money. So I teach people how to set a boundary, which is like, hey, what do you need? Stay right there. Hold up. Um, I teach them to use their voice. I teach them everything up to a physical maneuver when I'm doing the online classes, because my goal is that people can stay out of physical um, conflict. They never have to experience it. That's even better. Um, oh, good. And I think, what did I just I, say? Oh, thank God this is recorded. 
I think you could um, you could easily probably have somebody, even with an iPhone, it doesn't have to be fancy video footage, demonstrate what you're talking about. So, you know, you're in a parking lot and it's kind of dark outside and somebody approaches and you just demonstrate. How, first, you describe it and you say, we're going to go to a parking lot. I'm going to show you how this would work. Okay. You show them how it works. And that's the kind of thing that even as you described it, I thought, oh, I never thought of that. I, I could do that. I could totally, if like if for me as a man, uh, maybe just one person wouldn't feel intimidating to me. Although if they were, if they looked odd or I just got a weird vibe, it would be intimidating. And if, certainly if it was two or three, then, you know, I would, I would, I would be, my radar would be up. I would be thinking, well, this, this could be a bad situation. So do you know how you'd get out of that? Just a question. No. Just an ex, you know, from my aspect of it, I am always like, so how would you deal with that? But that is something that would, would cause fear uh, for you. And that's, very common. You know, I can handle this particular aspect, but if, if it was this, then forget it. And so using your words as boundaries is one of the most brilliant um, martial arts maneuvers you'll ever see. <laughs> now, now this, this excites me because I think you could sell this easily online. People would be excited to be able to learn what you have to offer and it would make them feel safer and more powerful in their own, protecting their own body and their own self. I think that's fantastic. That's what I'm on the planet to do. So thank you. That warmed my heart. Um, I've just completed my first five module online program and I'm working on the marketing of it now. And I bought your book for copywriting, um, how to market that. Well, that warms my heart. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I will uh, let someone else ask questions. Thank you gentlemen so much. I really do appreciate this. And I'll use my, I'll use my power for good. I know you will. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for jumping on. Okay, does anybody else have a uh, want to jump on and have a quick chat with Ray? I like to, said Ray. I really like to thank you uh, sincerely for giving up your time. I know you're a very very busy person, and you and you always share so much and share so freely. It's uh, great having you on. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't. Uh, I enjoy helping people and uh, contributing to success in other people's lives. So this is a privilege for me and I really appreciate you inviting me to be mm. here. That, that really comes across. Now, hopefully Cola can get on this time. Nope. And now he's still behind a firewall. Cola uh, teaches people, well, he's a, he's into public speaking and teaches people how to do their um, elevator pitch and that sort of stuff. So he's a, uh, he's been a, a big supporter of mine. Well, I'm sorry we didn't get to speak with him. That would have been okay. fun. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's, a, he's a good man. It's a shame that he's – you're still behind a, a firewall there, so that's unfortunate. Okay, I think you now we can sort of start to, to wrap this up and uh, – hang on. We won't wrap it up just yet. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Yes. Is that Monty? Monty, pretty good. How, How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Right. Your question yeah, for Ray. Yeah, I run a surveillance and security equipment company, and um, I'm always interested in new ideas. Uh, I do a lot of blogging. Uh, what? I don't know where to start, but what do you? What would you recommend as far as some general guiding principles in terms of things that I need to integrate in my copyright? 
for to 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 draw customers into my business? Well, um, it's a good question, Monty. And I would start by asking you, what's the what's the number one rental or purchase that people make from you right now? Probably nanny cameras. And why is it nanny cameras? What are they looking? Are, are, is it really to observe nannies, or is it for some other purpose? Yes, nanny cameras are are typically rented to find out what the nannies are doing when the when the parents are away and, and the, the nannies are taking care of the children. So, I mean, in my copy, I would simply talk about the, you think about the pastor formula, the person, the pain, and the problem. So the person is a parent or parents. The problem is they don't know what's happening at home when they're not okay. here. Okay. And the pain is the fear that something bad is happening and they don't know about it, right? Right. So I would, um, then, then if you move to the A, you get to the amplification. What's the consequences of not taking care of this? So what, what is it? What, what is the abbreviation? There's an acronym? P-A-S-T-O-R. Oh, okay. Oh, pastor. Yes. And it's in, it's in the recording of this, but it's, oh, okay. it, stands for, it stands for P stands for person, problem, pain. A stands for amplification and aspirations. Okay. And S is the solution. T is testimony. O is offer. And R is request a response. So I would start with the pain and, and, you know, you, you wonder what's happening with your children when you're not there. Is the nanny being good to your kids, taking care of your kids? Is the nanny abusing your children, ignoring your children? And if you don't take care of this, the consequences could be dire. And I I will even talk about, there were this many cases of uh, documented nanny abuse or, deaths of children and amplify the consequences and then talk about their aspiration is I want to have peace of mind. I want to know that my child is safe and taken care of. And the solution is our nanny cam. And it's, this is the number one nanny cam that we rent to people and it's invisible. Nobody will even know it's there and it'll give you peace of mind. And that's the direction that I would take in my copy. And I would start with this product that sells the most because that's the thing you have that is most successful right now. That's where most of your sales are going to come from initially. Cool. I like it. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, I'll tweet. Let me tweet this out as soon as I can do for you. We got a pretty good following on social media networks, so I'll go ahead and tweet this out. That was very good advice. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you very much. And the the other thing I I recommend for Modi is pick up that that book. Like, there's so much information in that that book. So, so grab a copy. I've, I've just put that, that little link back in there now. Uh, Carlos says that his question, because he can't come in, his question was, what's the difference between writing and speaking? Well, I mean, there's copy? the obvious difference that uh, writing written copy is in the form of text. And spoken copy is what we're doing right now. Uh, and the difference is um, not as great as you would think, because I really try to convince people to write conversationally in their copy, not to write in a corporate way that sounds very businessy and salesy, uh, but to write the way they speak. So one would assume then that one would be able to speak the way one speaks. And you just want to be able to speak um, like we've been talking with one another here, conversationally, with interest in the other person, with their their outcomes in mind, trying to serve them the best you can possibly can, but remembering the structure. In fact, if you go back and watch this record, um, you will you'll be able to see the framework in play because we started – I talked about the the person, which is you, the problem you experience, not being able to sell your products or services, the um, pain that you feel, which is you don't have enough income. What happens if you don't solve that problem? And we talked about your aspirations. Wouldn't it be great if you could write copy that would sell more of your products and services? 
And then I told the, some of the story of how I came to, to know this information, who I worked with. And we talked about some testimonial examples and we've made the offer several times to get the book. And we've requested a response that the book has in it. The offer is the transformation is it'll make your copy sell more. And the request for response is click on the PDF link that Tim gave you and get the book itself. So we've, we've used this framework in this communication. And I'm, the reason I'm so comfortable being transparent about it is it's not manipulative at all. I want you to see the power of clear, purposeful, persuasive communication. And I know it can change your business and I know it can change your life. Mm, absolutely. I've got no problems dropping that link because I've actually been fortunate to have a PDF copy of that book. And I have honestly read it from cover to cover. Ray could ask me any question about what's in that book because, and as I said, I know Ray's material and Ray brought more to the table. He just keeps on bringing more to the table. And we, we could speak all day, but we can't speak all day because Ray's a busy man. And he's got to go off to his next interview. But I really, if you want to get a starting point, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I've studied Ray's stuff. I've, I've invested in his programs. But reading that book, there was there was one area where I had problems with my copy, and, and that was bullets. And you know what got me over the line was going reading through that book on the weekend, because it's actually Tuesday morning here, and I actually went through the process out of that book and started writing bullets. And they're damn good bullets, right? So, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I've. It is, it's, it's a great book, and that's why I'm excited about it. And sometimes I get a little bit over the top, but who cares? I, I think it's fantastic. So, Thank so you it, for being over the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ray, I, once again, our, our time is coming to an end. I really do appreciate it. I do urge urge you guys to to jump on and grab a copy of the book. It, it's only going out and well, basically while Ray can afford it because it's actually costing him. Like it's, this is This is a... This is the other side of the coin. Um, so even though he's asking for $7, that doesn't even cover cover his cost. So I think it's until the 1st of, or, first of March. Or until I run out of money. Either, either. <laughs> of money. So definitely I'm going to post that link to that, to that PDF again because that's going to give you – because you know, normally we say where can we find more about you, but I just wanted to sort of give you a lot more information about Ray because, once again, we have that – that proof. So we're going to put, you know, this, this is Ray's bios, a bit of his background, why he's got the authority to to teach what he teaches and, and says what he says. And also there's a link to the book and also his link to his social media, his blog and his podcast. So grab a copy of that PDF and get in contact with Ray. Well, thank you so much, Tim. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, your, your folks that follow you and that are here for this uh, blab are fantastic. They've been so, you, you've all been so kind and uh, generous with your compliments and you had great questions. So thank you. I appreciate all of you and uh, God bless. And I hope you, uh, whether you get my book or not, I hope you sell more stuff as a result of having been on this blab. Awesome. Thank you very, very much, Ray. It's been Same a here. pleasure speaking with you. Now I do get really excited when it comes to copywriting and marketing and I make no apologies for it because I do believe that it is these skills that has changed my mindset and have turned my professional and business life around and I know that it can do it for you as well and that's why I get so passionate about it because I just know the benefits that it will bring to you once you learn these skills and as Ray says yes these are skills that anybody can learn if you apply yourself so don't wait claim your free copy of Ray's book today because this offer will end on the 1st of March 2016 
then you're going to have to buy the book. And I urge you to buy the book if, if you're listening to it after the 1st of March 2016 because it is a brilliant book. But if it's time and you want to grab your free copy, go across to ecoursedomination.com forward slash copy that sells. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash copy that sells and claim your free book today. And finally, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time and choosing this podcast to listen to. We have so many options, so many choices. We're just bombarded with information and sometimes it's overwhelming. But the simple fact that you chose this podcast, I really do appreciate you. I hope you find the information in this podcast useful. I hope you are taking action. I hope it is helping you build better courses. I hope it is helping you with your marketing. I hope it's helping you with your bottom line. I hope it's helping you find more students. And until next time, take care.